G'day guys. In today's episode, we review the first ever night grand final, talk about the classy send-off for Gary Ablett Jr., Dustin Martin, Richmond's new dynasty, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Is Tiger time yet again? It's uh, officially a dynasty, and the Richmond Footy Club are, are one of the greats. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, top of the world, mate! <laughs> top of the absolute world at the moment. Flag tags. We're uh, yeah, couldn't be happier at the moment uh, with everything going against the Victorian side winning the flag. Um, you know, we just and even credit to Geelong for being there, but uh, Richmond just once again proved that we're the best side in the comp. It was uh, an incredible game, and I think. Just it just hot like the the reputation of the Richmond Footy Club now is just getting even better and better, isn't it? It's just the way you go about it, the way you just turn a game on its head, dominate a team, and the way you play as well. It's just really good to watch. And um, geez, what a, this club has transformed itself in ten years. I mean, we spoke about the Brendan Gale thing last week, and uh, that interview has just done the rounds over the last week, and it's just incredible what you guys have achieved. I can't believe we've done it, to be honest. I, I remember hearing Brendan say that and thinking, this guy's a joke. Mm. Like, we, oh, you got laughed at. We're going to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. by Richmond supporters. I was one mm. of them. You know, you, you just didn't see that kind of a turnaround happening. One flag, like, that's a pipe yeah. dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so to, to be able to look back now and say we've won three is, uh, yeah, it's something It's something pretty special, I think. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane. And, that, yeah, as I said before, that puts you up there with, with the greatest teams um, ever, really. I mean... Three and four years is a pretty good effort, and then the one that you missed out on was arguably your best season. So you've really you've been the best team consistently for four years, which is unbelievable. It is, it is. Like I said, I'm still a little bit flabbergasted by the whole thing. It's um, I know a lot of us Richmond supporters like to get up and about and annoy a lot of other fans and stuff, but when you stop to really think about it, it is quite special, and yeah, mm. you try to cherish these moments because they don't come around very often. Absolutely, they're hard to win, they're hard to get to. Um, I mean. <laughs> I don't know what it feels like, so <laughs> I can't really imagine what you what you're going through. It's um, yeah, I'm very jealous, and as I said to you before, um, you know, grand final. Like I used to froth grand final day every year as a kid, even probably up until a few years ago. And now it's just like, just want my team in it. Yeah, I just want my team in. It. I just want to wake up one grand final morning with my team in it. Well, so. I, I, like, like I was saying before, it's actually funny that I thought 2016 was one of the most fun years I've had. Grand final day, um, watching the Bulldogs and Swans because it wasn't really. Before that, um, you know, it was Hawthorne in it, for, you know, four years in a row and everyone was a bit over the Hawks being there. So it was actually quite fun. And then, um, but then at the end of the game, I remember thinking, geez, wouldn't this be nice? Like the Bulldogs had such a inspirational season. Wouldn't this be nice, you know? Mm. And, but thinking it was such a long way off and then, yeah, to look back now, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty special. And you were there a year later, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. the next year. The next year we were Crazy. there. So it was very special. All right. Well, what did you think of the uh, – the- spectacle of it all anyway the the whole day i mean you know obviously first night game it was in brisbane um now we're still in lockdown we still couldn't have any people over i think that was the biggest thing for me i think if we were able to have people over and do things go to a pub maybe the day may have been a little gone a little bit quicker uh, may have been a little bit more enjoyable in that sense in the night game you might have been able to soak it in and enjoy it for what it was because i guess the spectacle of the you know the um post uh, the pre um performances and the halftime background you know performances and all that 
look better at night because of all the lights and the fireworks and things like that that you can do. But I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I always prefer it during the day. Yeah. I think you can make more of a day of it. But I guess it's probably a good year to try it in the sense that we can't do anything anyway, so it may as well be at night. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it probably didn't give the night game um, justice because we couldn't do anything. In, you know, yeah. So it, it, I think it works a little bit both ways, but I don't think we'll see it again. I think it definitely has to go back to the daytime. I think so, and I think if they were to change it, I think twilight would work better than night um, because it's you know the, the wait isn't as long and um, probably get half the game in light, half the, the second half at night. So... Mm. If they were to change it, they'd probably go twilight. But yeah, I think I think they're going to stick with the day. It's just we're losing a lot of tradition in the game, and I think this is one that we sort of need to keep. I mean, the pre-match we've had great pre-match entertainment before during the day. You oh, know, fantastic! It doesn't necessarily need to be at night. Yeah, yeah, it might look better with all the lights and everything, but no, they can do a great job during the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I know they try and compare it, I guess, to the Super Bowl halftime performances. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're not the Super Bowl. No. You know, we're the AFL Grand Final, um, and it's you're there for the footy. Yeah. It, why does it matter? And this may sound a little bit corny as well, but this is a genuine reason why I like it during the day as well. And it's, it makes sense, I guess. By the time the day game finishes, you know, it's late afternoon. The sun usually starts to drop by then. And I guess as the team is we're doing the lap of honour around the Oval and the sun starts to set, it's almost like the sun is like closing out the season. Mm. It's like a nice little send-off. Yeah. It's like a it's a bit of a romantic story yeah. almost, you know what I mean? Like walking off into the sunset. And that's yeah. almost what it's like. Whereas when it's at night, I mean... You don't get that. Not that that's really something that they look into too much. I think yeah. that's more of a personal thing. But, yeah, I think it takes away from the spectacle. And for young people as well, like, I mean, even people or even people our age, I guess, but if the game finishes at, well, 10.30, 11. By the time they do all the post-match celebrations, it's 11.30. Everyone wants to go to bed. Yeah. No one wants to go out and celebrate. Mm. I mean, we couldn't this year, so that's why I said it was a good year to test it. But yeah. no one can do anything. Young kids are going to want to go to sleep. They're not going to want to stay up and watch the, all the post-game things. So, yeah. look, I think you bring it back during the day. And like you said, if you were to do it any later, Twilight would be good. Maybe a 4, 4.30 start. Yeah. That would be the latest I'd be going there. I don't think a night game is here to stay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think they're like, um, yeah, fans really voiced their opinion about it during the day saying how bad the wait was and how long it was and let's just get the game you know, started earlier. So, yeah, I think it's going to be day and um, we'll see what happens. I think I know Gil is a big fan of the day grand final. So. Yeah, I think that's why it took so long to be implemented. People yeah. have been talking about a night game for years and um, yeah. Gil just hasn't really had a bar of it. And I guess probably the right thing to do, just thought it's the yeah. best, time to, best time to do yeah, it. So um, I know Channel 7, though, tried to hype it up a little bit, the day of sport with the Cox Plate and all that. But how many people are really watching the no, Cox Plate? I can't believe that took precedence over it to be honest yeah i mean like obviously you know the cox plate had its day locked in from however long yeah. ago and all that and you're not going to change it in the night grand final had been decided a while ago as well but uh, yeah to, i don't know to try and hype it up as a big day of sport that everyone should be looking forward to and then play the cox plate i don't know it's not it's not the melbourne cup for me and even then i don't really watch the races all day anyway no. it's just i mean ho- ho- i mean maybe it's, maybe it's just not our sport i guess there's people out there that do love it but i don't think it's a very majority love sport so. no definitely not yeah but I don't know. Oh, look, I, I'd, I would prefer day. Like I didn't, I didn't really like the uh, the wait around, and um, it just yeah, it just didn't feel like a grand final being played at night. It just felt like a regular finals game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's an argument to say would it look better at the MCG? It could. It could. Mm. I mean, everything looks a little bit better at the MCG, but then yeah. you could also make the um, the argument doesn't it look better at Optus Stadium? Yeah, because they got all the lights, That's the light true. show that you can put on there. But I mean. I don't know. I, I think I'm glad we've tried it. Um, no better time to do it. I think we do go back to the day just because one tradition, I hate, I hate 
seeing footy traditions go. You yep. know what I mean? One that I hate, um, nothing to do with the night or day, but is the um, the kicking kicking to yourself at a half at a full back. I know it makes the game a little bit faster, but I used to love watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just it's the a kicking. little fun yeah, aspect absolutely. of our game, and they're taking little things away. So. Yeah. I think definitely uh, bring it back to a day grand final. It's a special part of our game um, and it's worked for so many years for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, that's a resounding day from both of us. Um, although there was a bit of concern, wasn't there, during the day. Uh, it was wild storms in Brisbane. Oh, yeah. was, did you see the photos of the puddles on the ground and oh, everything? ridiculous. Yeah. And I think I, I'm going to give credit to Brisbane's groundskeepers. Yeah, the the way it's well. able to drain mm. um, was fantastic because it was obviously a bit slippery, but no more than what it looks like any other night at the Gabba. I thought yeah. it was pretty pretty good. Yeah. But I was getting nervous for a little bit there. I thought, oh, geez, here we go. I thought this, yeah. the wet weather will help Richmond. But when I said it's going to be cancelled, I'm like, oh, no, yeah. like, don't tell me. I'll never do it. I'll never do that in Queensland again. Because the, the tropical rain over there is so different to the Melbourne rain. Oh, completely. So completely. I, they won't do that again. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you don't see that happening. No. That's why I'm, I'm disappointed for Brisbane fans that they didn't get to see their club um, play in the grand final. I thought it would have been something special for them. But, yeah. you know, all credit to Richmond and Geelong to be able to push through while hubbing for over 110 days. Um, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? You know, to think all Victorian teams relocated up to Queensland, do you think it would give, you know, the, the teams that were able to stay at home their advantage? But... Yeah, Richmond Geelong, both in the grand final, two Victorian teams. There's no like that. Just shut. That just shows how good those two teams are. Can I just say yeah. that? Imagine that was at the G. Yeah. Oh, I know you said it to me actually, so I'm just yeah. copying what you that, said to me. But imagine this was at the G. That would have been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, Richmond, like I've been um, lucky in their last two grand finals, we played against interstate teams, so mm. it was majority Richmond crowd. But a Richmond Geelong grand final would have been bananas. Yeah. It was the first Victorian grand final since 2011. Oh wow. Yeah. So well, that's also credit to the um, to interstate teams as yeah. well um, yeah. to show that they're doing pretty good. But yeah, it's um, it's good to see an all Victorian grand final. I think, especially if you're like us and from Victoria, yeah. it's uh, it's a good spectacle. You just get like really, really passionate groups of supporters, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I guess that's the home of football is Victoria, and it's all the clubs originated here. I guess uh, one yeah. way or another. So yeah, yeah. it's always something special to see. All right, give us your. Give us your thoughts on the game. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna give you the floor. You talk about your tides. <laughs> well, I try. Uh, I try to raise my voice a little bit so you're not hearing the wood chopper in the background. Then <laughs> he's trying to ruin it for us. He must be a Geelong supporter out the back there. That guy chopping down trees. But um, I'll tell you what. The game started with a bang, didn't it? It was um, first five minutes. Gary Ablett, Nick Vlosson, Basha Hooley, all three of them got injured in the first five minutes of the game, and you just thought, oh, geez, it's gonna be a hard fought contest. Um, I mean, I think when Gaz went down, just knowing Gary Ablett and the warrior that he is, you knew he was coming back. I mean, I did personally. I thought there's no way he'll be off the whole game. Vlosten, you knew there was no way he was coming back. And Hooley, you didn't even know, was injured till after the game. So, but still, massive, um, like, you know, impact in the first few minutes of the game. And then I know Parfit as well for the Cats broke his finger. Yeah. Can't remember when that was, though. But, um, so, you know, massive bang to the start. And then Geelong were just all over the Tigers in the first half of footy. It was... Um, Really one side, and I thought Richmond kicked the first two goals, and then after that, it just sort of was all downhill from there. And I thought with Vlosten gone, it really opened us up defensively, and Geelong were able to take advantage of that um, and looked promising. And I tell you what, at halftime, I was I had no confidence mm. that we were going to come back. Um, people promptly reminded me that we did it in the prelim the year before, but I was thinking it's ah oh, shorter quarters this year. We're just not looking the same. Um, you know, Geelong have come off a pretty good couple of wins and where they belted the last two sides. I thought, oh, don't tell me we're next and. I was pretty quiet at halftime, to say the least. Um, even with that beautiful Dustin Martin fend-off goal, uh, just going into halftime. But um gave you a glimmer of hope, but no, I think that was just about it. And then, oh, Dustin Martin. That's all, that's all I've got to say, that last Mate. half. I mean, 
obviously I have a bias towards Dusty, but from your point of view, what, what are your thoughts when you see something like that? Mate, he is... You, honestly, you, there's not enough words to describe Dustin Martin. Oh, for me, I'm gonna I'm putting him up there as is one of the greats um, of this modern era. That's for sure. Of the players that we've seen in our lifetime, he's up there. He's in that category with with Ablett and and Buddy. Oh, he has to be. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has to be because I mean, who's done the things that he's done in in big games as well? That's what it is. I yeah. mean, during the season, yeah, you, we can argue that blokes like you know Ablett, Judd. Um, buddy, they're all probably better during the year, and they are because they're probably more consistent. Um, but when Dustin Martin decides he wants to turn it on, and he does, yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone matches him. And like you said, when it comes to big games, yeah. he's always there. He won another Gary Ayres medal this year, another yeah. Norm Smith medal. That just shows how good he is in the big games, like yeah. winning awards like that. And it's not just grand finals as well. Like obviously, mm. to win a Gary Ayres, you're going to be the best um, player of the final yeah. series, and he's done yeah. that three times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. It is absolutely absurd. Um, so he's up there. He's up there with with the greats um, of this of this modern era. And um, arguably, I mean, there's been a bit of discussion about it this week. But arguably, Richmond's greatest ever player too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a big honor. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, to be the best of any club, I guess, is a big honor. But especially one of the older teams like Richmond's yeah. been around for so long. We've had so many greats. Um, yeah, that's a huge honor. That's a huge honor. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I can't describe words for Dusty. Like you said, he's just not a human. He's just not a human being. He's not. He's that not. goal from the boundary line. That, that, his fourth goal was just out of this world. Oh, I'll see if I'll see if we can dig up some footage of me celebrating the game. But it was a there's a point where he's kicked that goal, mm. and I thought there's no way. Like there's no way this goes through. Yeah. I was like it happened in slow motion almost, yeah. and I'm like ah, this isn't going to go through. Is not going to go through? Yeah. And you see him start wiggling his finger. And I'm yeah. like oh, it's on here. It's gone through. It's outrageous. Shrugged outrageous. off. Shrugged. Just, he only shrugged off Patrick Dangerfield as oh. well. Probably the best player in the game, yeah. or second and best now. Probably as strong as Dusty as well. If yeah. not stronger, like yeah. just as strong. I think Dusty just knows how to use his strength a little bit better. But Dangerfield's a beast in his own right. Just touching on Dangerfield, what did you think about his hit on Boston? Did you think he should have got suspended for that? I thought maybe a fine. Yeah. I thought a fine. I didn't think he was going to cop any weeks. At the time, I was absolutely filthy. Yeah. And I was going off. Yeah. But um, after watching it a few times since and, you know, knowing the end result and we didn't need Vossen in the end anyway. Yeah. um, He did. He reached out, punched the ball. He brought his elbow back in. So to me, it looked like, you know, he tucked his arm back in, but... You could argue that at the end there was a slight little raise, just as Boston's kind of so. It's right on that border, isn't it? Yeah, so it, was, yeah. I think. Look, I think they probably should have just given him a fine. I mean, it's it's hard to say this. You can't find someone just to please the public opinion, yeah. but you know, I think my fine probably would have been justified. Um, it's not like danger's short of cash. But- I think the fact that Vlosten was knocked out and didn't play the rest of the game, and Dangerfield still didn't get anything, I think that that proves that that was fine. Doesn't it? Well, that's the thing yeah. because a lot of the time this year they've been going, they've been, um, you know, based off the of result, the outcome. Yeah. the outcome. I mean, yeah. that's why Tom Lynch got away with all these yeah. things this year because there was yeah. insufficient force. Whereas Dangerfield's not lost in our cold. You imagine if Tom Lynch did that? Oh, <laughs> he wouldn't play next year. Nah, he, he wouldn't. wouldn't play for a full season. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be able to. That public opinion would yeah. go off. Yeah, but um, yeah, nah. So look, for me, I'm I'm happy to see. I, I would have I wouldn't have minded a fine, but in hindsight, like it, like you said, I think. It wasn't much Dangerfield could have done. It was all pretty split second. I think it was just one of those things that happens in footy and it was just unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of, I mean, the, yeah, there was carnage in that game, especially in that first quarter. Then the big one was Gary Ablett in his last game. Yeah. Jeez, that, mate, that broke my heart watching that. 
I won't, I won't lie because there's people listening that saw me in action. Um, but when Gary Ablett did that shoulder and you, you knew, like I said, you knew he was coming back on. As mm. soon as he ran back on the ground, I was screaming at the TV for someone to just drop him and take out that shoulder. I'm thinking, I remembered what he did in the prelim the week before. Yeah. I thought if he does that and we lose because someone didn't just target him, I would have been filthy. But. Maybe it's because hindsight's a beautiful thing and we won the game, but I'm so glad that that didn't happen. And mm. like, I regret saying those things because Gary Ablett's Gary Ablett. Yeah. He's the best player we've ever seen. You mm. know what I mean? I mean, he's such a superstar for the game. And I think, I mean, especially the reputation Richmond has at the moment, if we had gone out and, you know, it was visible that we were targeting his... Yeah, it would have been bad. It would have yeah. been bad. It yeah. wouldn't have been a good look. So I'm glad we didn't do that. And I'm glad we let Gary um, have the send-off. I mean, obviously he probably just, just you know, there's a send-off everyone would have loved for him to see, um, would have been a flag on his last game. But I think in terms of, you know, seeing him off the way he deserved to be sent off was playing. Mm. And I think that he, it was a broken shoulder Yeah, he, to play through that. It's heroic. Isn't I it? mean, I mean, Huli, uh, Huli played with his calf and Parfit played with his broken finger, but Gaz has had surgery on that shoulder before mm. and you could just see every time he went near it. Yeah, was, yeah. Oh, and has, do you remember this little one, which I thought was quite impressive, that little handball to Joel Selwood that he did? Yeah. That was, was bananas, that. wasn't it? That Incredible. was class. That was vintage yeah. Gary Ablett right there. So like, good. I wouldn't have even seen um, Joel Selwood running by if I was in that game. Yeah. Not only would I have not been able to physically get it to him that quickly, but I wouldn't have seen him. Yeah. And Gary Ablett just knew and it's incredible. I, like once again, I was disgusted when he did it during the game because yeah. I was so passionate at the time. But looking back at the highlights and seeing him do it, you think, wow, he's yeah. that's something special. And yeah. it's pretty good that we were able to witness Gary live. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What a what a what a last game for him. To go through all that and then um, to play through it and um, yeah, it's just that. And then the way he got, you know, the way he uh, was embracing his family at the end of the game and he got emotional. Um, I think that, I think that made a lot of people emotional watching it. That's for yeah. sure. Like I was getting pretty emotional seeing that. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah, we all our lives we've known Gary Abbott to be playing footy. Exactly um, right. I, so, I don't really know the AFL without Gary. Yeah. Abbott. So it's uh, yeah. So it was sad and you know he's. Everyone talks about how much of a great person he is, and to see him like that and um, upset, it was it was pretty tough to watch. And, um, and then that classy send off that Richmond did for him as well was really. I thought that was really really good. And for them to tuck in their medals as well to show respect for him was that's that's one of the classiest things you'll ever see from from a footy club. Yeah, and, and I mean, I just want to say that you know, just reiterate that because the amount, like I said, everyone's been giving Richmond a lot of flack this year for being yeah. a bit arrogant and antisocial and all the rest of it, but. Even I was surprised when I saw them do that. That's such a nice thing to do, yeah. isn't it? And I mean, I think I'm pretty sure they got inspiration from Dusty. I think in yeah. uh, his 17 season when Dusty won the Norm Smith, while he was celebrating, he tucked in his Norm Smith medal because yeah. he didn't want to, you know, look like he was better than everybody else, I yeah. guess, and he wanted to be on the same level. And he tucked in his Norm, and then I think that's where they got the inspiration from to do it for Gary. And yeah. Jack went and spoke to Paddy Dangerford and said, "Look, we really want to do this for Gaz. You know, he's such a champion of the game." I'm, and I'm so glad they did it yeah. because he, Gary deserves nothing less. Absolutely. Um, and it was only fitting that his last game was a grand final, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, the biggest stage of them all. It was Absolutely. a shame it wasn't at the G, and mm. his whole, you know, every whole family could have been there. But um, yeah, th- there's no more fitting stage for a champion that Gary Ablett does be sent off than a grand final. Yeah, that no, was fantastic. Fantastic the way that was all, all played out towards the end and. Um, yeah, wish Gary all the best going forward. We're definitely going to miss him from the game. He's uh, one of the best, if not the best. So We know uh, you're an avid listener, Gary, so yeah, just so, shout just out. Let us know when you want to come on, mate. We've always got time for you. So, <laughs> um, Speaking of great players, though, from that game, Jaden Short, how good was he? He was phenomenal, wasn't and he? And taking out your best and fairest the other night, too. To win a best and fairest in a premiership year is not an easy feat. No. Um, 
and Shorty, I guess he's probably one of those players that, from an outsider's point of view, you look at who won Richmond's BNF and you go, who? Mm. But from inside the club, I mean, he's yeah. probably starting to get more recognition now. But from inside the club, Jaden Short is such an important player. Yeah. And I'm not surprised in the slightest that he won our best and fairest and not surprised that he had such a good grand final. Um, it's his second now, which is good. And he's, uh, he, him personally, he's had such a tough year. He's old man yeah, passing yeah. away and all the rest of it. And See the speech that he did at the BNF? Yeah, I was watching yeah. the BNF live. Pretty sad, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a touching speech. And, yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, so it's always tough to watch someone emotional like that. But yeah. Jaden Short is just an inspirational character, and he had a really, really good game. I can't yeah. can't really fault him to be honest. But yeah. um, just quickly as well on players that, or I guess he's probably different was a uh, different point of view player that didn't have a really good game, and that's Paddy Dangerfield. Mm. What are your thoughts on Chris Scott? Um, justifying his decision to leave Dangerfield in the forward pocket the whole third quarter <laughs> when Richmond yeah. came from twenty one points down, hit the front, and their best player. Had no, had two. I think he had three disposals in the third quarter. Wasn't a good call from Scotty. That wasn't his best moment. I think you know Dangerfield, arguably along with Dusty, the two most influential players on the ground. You put Dangerfield in the middle when the game's on the line like that. When Richmond are coming hard, you need to put him in the middle. One hundred percent. I said at one point during the game, I thought, oh, any bets, Dangerfield's bad bet. Like he's due to come just tear the game up now, and he he never did. He never came. I never saw him. Hmm. Um, And I mean, according to Chris Scott, they had the conversation between themselves, and both decided he meant. Chris and Dangerfield decided that he was best in the forward pocket. But, Duh. I mean, someone like Patrick Paddy, he knows that the game you know, yeah. was about to be taken out of their hands. Surely there's that type of player, the calibre yeah. of player, you step up and... I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you step up and he's all of a sudden going to do what Dusty did mm. and put the game in his own boot. But he could have. He has that ability yeah. to. So just putting himself in the midfield and giving mm. himself the opportunity to do that, I think would have made for a completely different game. And I might not be sitting here with my cap and jumper on um, gloating yeah. like I am. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's not the first time Chris Scott's made a, a bit of a mistake like that against Richmond as well. I think last year in the prelim, didn't he play Blitzavs? Completely out of position. Played on the wing. Yeah, where he sure. was their best defender throughout the whole season. Was playing, I think he was All-Australian defender. Yeah. And then come prelim final night, he, he plays him on the wing. So I, I think Chris Scott's made a few blunders in big games like that. I think he's a great coach, but I think he's made a few mistakes. Like well, that. his finals record is interesting, but he yeah. is a great coach, obviously. But I mean, is he great? Is he just lucky to have a good team? I think he's a good coach. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not. I, th- I do think he's a good coach. I just think... He's made some questionable decisions in big games that are very costly. Yeah. But I don't know what it is with Chris Scott. He seems to underestimate Richmond all the time. He does, doesn't he? He yeah. said comments numerous times. Mm. I mean, uh, leading up to the grand final, he said that, you know, he admitted that we we're a good side. But beginning of the year, he was saying, you know, he didn't think we were up there with, you know, well, the Hawthorne I agree with. I don't think we were up. The Hawthorne, you know, went four grand finals in a row, won three of them, mm. plus their 08 one. They were pretty good. But he said we went up there with the you know the Geelongs, Collingwoods, or St Kilda's. First of all, Collingwood won one, and St Kilda didn't even win one. <laughs> so I don't know how you're saying we'd won yeah. two, and we'd won two at this point. That's a poor statement. We'd won two and made a prelim in 2018. Mm. How do you say that we're not as good as St Kilda or yeah. Collingwood in, well, in, in in their eras? Don't even say St Kilda. What? That's, I mean, they Collingwood didn't even at least, win one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How? And he's saying silly stuff like that, and then you know, I mean, who's laughing now? Yeah, I guess. But exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know if Chris Cott just says things to stir a bit of, you know, yeah. stir the pot a little bit or if he genuinely believes that. But, I mean, well, you can't really say a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly right. He's, um, I know, he's been notorious. I don't, I don't think he likes doing press conferences and speaking to the media. No. So I think his cranky side comes out and he says some stupid things. So I was listening to an interview on SEN um, mm. the day of the grand final. He was on for a fair chunk of the day, actually, in the morning. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, he goes, he wished, he loves coaching, but he wished that you could do it privately. Yeah. 
And he, and, he, and he kept going on about it. He goes, I wish that there was no media. I wish that... So, yeah, he definitely hates the media, yeah. which, to be fair to him, I probably wouldn't enjoy it myself. Every time something happens, you're constantly getting hounded. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Um, you know, there's so much pressure on an AFL coach, but I think he's been in the game for how long? Well, I think, what, it was 2011 his first year as coach yeah. at the Cats? and he won the flag. He won year. the flag that yeah. year. I mean, surely by now you're used to it and know not to say silly things. True. But anyway, we move yeah. on. But speaking of silly things... Two, uh, this and this really upsets me as well. Two wannabe comedians that definitely aren't football fans decided to streak during the grand final mid play as well. Pretty close to the ball. Very close to the ball. Zach Tui was you know mm. was in tackling distance. Mm. <laughs> he could have taken yeah. him down, done a bit of an Andrew Simons on him if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, that oh, how disrespectful can you be? I mean, I mean, streaking. Oh, look, people find it funny, whatever, but. It's not funny. Not in the grand final. Nah. And, it's, and obviously, you know, that, that I mean, look, I don't know these guys. I don't follow them or anything about them really. But they're obviously not football fans because you wouldn't do that at the grand final. Mm. I mean, how desperate for attention well, are that's they? What I don't think they are. Because I, I, I watched one of their lead-up videos. So they, they planned this out for the whole week. Yeah. That they were going to do this. Um, and they, they knew nothing. They were learning how to kick a footy. They didn't even know anything about AFL. So they're just probably NRL nuffies um, just trying to get trying to get their five minutes of fame. And, I mean, no one in Victoria was impressed, were they? No, it's not, it's the, it's, it's not funny at all. Not and in a grand final. Not, just, no, know, of but, all games. They do it in a regular season game. Even yeah. then, it's not no, really it almost, that funny. It but, almost takes the piss out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, they're mocking the game. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're mocking the game. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, people go, oh, they're these funny TikTokers and all that. And I, I had a look at their TikTok after the game and had a look and, mm. If, the, if, you, if your version of comedy is honestly just doing destructive things in public yeah. and that's your version of comedy, then that's, you, you don't have a good sense of humor. No. That, that, to me, that wasn't funny. That was just silly and a waste of time. It was. And it was a mockery of our game. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. If you do that in a sport like cricket where you, know, you can get a, a bit boring, there's a lot of, lot of lulls in a cricket game. Yeah. But- in an AFL grand final, don't do it. No, there's a, yeah. yeah, and you know what? I yeah. hope those guys get like I, don't, I, I know they're going to get fined. They're going to court next month. I hope, yeah, they, I hope they cop a massive fine. And yeah, you know, I, I I would love to see them get. I know this won't happen, but I would love to see them get banned from all stadiums in Queensland. Mm, I probably will because if they're NRL yeah. fans, it would. I'd love nothing more to, um, to know that they wouldn't yeah. can't go watch their team play because they can't get in. So yeah. look, I doubt that'll happen. They'll probably be banned from the Gabba and cop a big fine, and they probably don't care. Mm. Yeah. Which is the worst part. Stuff them. Yeah. yeah. Let's not give them any more airtime, I reckon. No, nah, move on. Move on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about in regards to your Richmond-themed weekend? Oh. Well, it's been a big one. You know, the day after the game, um, went down to Punt Road and mm. walked around the area, and it was an eerie feeling. It wasn't... Yeah. I mean, obviously, Swan Street was never going to be what it was the last couple of years we've won. There was a few people that made their way up Swan Street on Saturday night, though. I was very yeah. tempted to, but I, I thought, but why? Like, yeah. there's nothing to no do. Point. You can yeah. walk up and down, but it's not. you can't do anything. So yeah. I'm like, there's no point, so I didn't bother. But I went the next day um, when I got a coffee and a bite to eat and walked yeah. up in Swan Street. And there's a few people walking around. I went down to Punt Road and had a look just to, I don't know, just soak in the atmosphere a little bit, but there really wasn't much going on. Yeah. And I thought maybe a few more supporters would have gotten down just to, I don't know, be in the area and... I mean, like I said, not much you can really do. No. But I think it's it's good that nothing really happened. I'm glad Actually, nothing happened just I mean, before restrictions eased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm I'm not. We're not naive. We know, and um, the government would know as well. The people definitely did things on Grand Final Day. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that no one went and did anything publicly out in the street and just make because it just yeah. would have pushed everything further back. Absolutely. And, 
you know, I'm, I'm glad. And now we're, now we're starting to open up. And yeah, pubs, pubs are open this week. We're so. officially out of lockdown. Exactly. As of, as of today. As of today, yeah. yeah. So as of 11.59 last night, we're yeah. out of lockdown. Pubs are open again. Um, you know, so if you're a Richmond supporter, let's make sure we get down to the London Tavern, have mm. a couple of beers, celebrate the win, watch the replay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, so it's, it's great to see everything's opening back up. It would have been, tell you what, though, if the storms that we talked spoke about earlier had to happen and they postponed it a week later, mm. we may have been open to do things. Kind of could have gone to a pub to watch the game. Absolutely. It would have, geez, talk about, imagine if it happened this weekend. Melbourne, mm. Melbourne Cup weekend as well. Would have been Oh jeez, that'd have been would have been chaotic. I think uh I think as much as everyone gives Dan Andrew a bit of flack, I don't think he's a silly man and I think he knew that yeah, opening opening um grand final weekend would have been a It would have been silly. It would have been a yeah. silly decision. Yeah. As That's much good. as as much as I don't like it, it would have been a silly decision yeah. because people would have gone bananas. Yeah. So I'm yeah, it, look, it all worked out fine. Um it was what it was. It was a different grand final, it was a different year of football. We've spoken about it that all season. Um, it's always gonna be different. Always, yeah. always going to be different, but it's happened now. Um, and I guess we just look forward to the trade, the draft, and yep. pre-season and all the rest of it. Absolutely. And, yeah, this won't be our last episode, so we'll, we'll continue on um, throughout the whole trade and draft period and um, pretty much right up until the end of the year, won't we? We'll have some guests on. Um, yeah, we'll do our regular regular show that we do, but obviously no match reviews or previews. We'll just be uh, literally just trade news, list, list news, all that sort of stuff. So... Um, it's going to be busy. It's going to anticipate it to be uh, the biggest trade period of all time. So There's already a lot, lot of news. crazy rumors going around yeah. at the moment. So it's uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I love the I love this time of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially coming off a grand final win. But uh, yeah. no, this this time of the year is always great because you just it changes the whole dynamic of a it football is. club, and especially teams that are struggling. It gives you hope um, going into next season. And I, you know, as a Carlton supporter, I'm always looking forward to trade period. You know, it gives you yeah, that false sense of hope usually. <laughs> um, so it's, it's always fun. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, can't really, can't relate really. <laughs> well, you used to. I, I, I used to be able to relate. I've tried to wipe that, wipe that part of my memory away, but like, yeah, it, exactly right. It gives you that bit of hope. Um, yeah. you know, excitement, you've got new players coming to the club. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, for Geelong, for example, they lost the grand final, obviously a bit down in the dumps, but knowing there's a solid chance you're going to get Jeremy Cameron now, yeah, you absolutely. know, well, that, that must pump you up so much. Yeah. Just little things like that, um, exciting time of the year. Yeah, no, it's great. Looking forward to it. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep the episodes coming in over the, uh, over the next few weeks um, and pretty much here yeah, leading up to the end of the year, so it should be fun. Um, but we will still have a debate question for this episode, and that is, is Dustin Martin the best Richmond player of all time? So, yeah, as always, check out our Instagram story for that one. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know who you think is ahead of him or if there's anyone else um, currently playing or recently played that, that is better than him. Let us know. Um, what do you reckon? <sighs> this is such an emotional topic for me. It hurts <laughs> to say. I, in, my, in my head, it's always been it's always been Richo to me. But then yeah. I guess when you look back at it, was he the ba- best like, performance-wise? Probably not. I mean, then you go, Royce Hart was mm. a champion. But then I think Royce didn't get to play his full career because of his bad knees. So you'd, you'd probably say that Dustin's better than him now. He's played a more yeah. a better career. Kevin Bartlett, um, he's the final specialist. I mean, people always mention Lee Matthews. People forget mm. Bartlett kicked seven goals in a grand final yeah. one time. So, look, I, do I think Dustin Munn's best pitch player of all time? Yes. Yeah. I think he's one of the best ever of any team. Yeah. He's he has to there. be now, doesn't there. he? He's up there with the greats now. Yeah, he has yeah. to be. I mean, it's not like he's just become a really good player recently. Like, he's been good his whole career. It's just the last probably four years that he's mm-hmm. really been the best in the competition. Yeah. But yeah, I think Dustin Martin has to be one of the, the best Richmond player of all time and definitely up there with one of the best of all teams. Yeah, 100%. I think he's well and truly up there. And what, he's only 28, 29. So, I mean, 
what's to say that, you know, Frickson make the grand final over the next couple of years? What's to say he doesn't win another Norman Smith medal, if not another two? Oh, it's... You know, that, and then, then what? Like, there has to be. There's no arguments, is there? But you can't yeah. argue. I tell you, yeah. we were talking about this before, but this is a genuine possibility. And tell me if I'm just being a nuffy when I say this, but if Dusty does a bit, like I know they're talking about Dangerfield playing a lot more time down forward now. If Dusty, you know, takes on a more permanent forward role and moves out of the midfield and lets some younger boys develop, he could win the Coleman medal. <laughs> <laughs> he could win the Coleman. It's gone are the days that yeah, big forwards absolutely. kick 100 goals a year. I mean, small forwards nearly won the Coleman this year at one point. Dan Butler, mm-hmm. um, Tom Pabli were leading the Coleman at certain stages. Obviously, um, Tom Hawkins won, you know, by about 15 goals, I think it yeah. was. But someone like Dusty who can average three goals, well, not average, but he can kick three goals a game without blinking an eye. Yeah. It's the only medal that he doesn't have. Exactly. So. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm being a nuffy, but Dustin Martin could honestly <laughs> win the Coleman medal. And imagine that, a Coleman, a Brownlow, yeah. a Norm, three flags. He's ki- he kicks bags of goals when That's he plays. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, go back to last year's final series. He kicked six in the final, in the yeah. qualifying final against Brisbane. Yeah. Kicked four in the grand final last year. He kicked four in this year's grand final. Yeah. He kicked, you know, he just kicks goals. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So is every chance to win a Coleman one year? I mean, maybe I'm just a bit off, you know. A bit way off the mark there, but no, no, I, I, I think, think he's it, a chance. Think, yeah, if you can keep him up there, and if that's where he just he plays for the majority of the match, then absolutely. Well, if he does a Gary Ablett, Gary Ablett played mm. his last probably two seasons up forward majority of the time. Yep. And I think Dusty's probably a better forward than Gary Ablett is. Yeah. Um, you know, he's more dominant up forward in terms of his body strength and yep. the way he just seems to be able to find the goals even when yep. you don't think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I, mate, I, call, don't, I don't think that's... Uh, yeah, call me crazy. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Um, but yeah, as I said, check out our Instagram story for that question. Um, is Dustin Martin the best rookie player of all time? Love to get all your feedback on that. It's going to be um, hotly debated, I reckon. I think it will be, especially from Richmond supporters that mm-hmm. are, yeah, that have or not seen maybe because I think people our age haven't really seen much more than Dusty. Yeah, but, um, you know the ones that we've heard about, like I mentioned before, and there's others as well. So yeah, no, it'd be good, be a good, uh, good discussion. Um, but yeah. That is uh, that is us done for for our grand final review. It's um, it's been a great year. It's been a great year of footy. It's been a fantastic so, year. This is our last review of, of twenty twenty. This is. It's so, actually quite sad thinking yeah. about that. It's uh, it's been great. In in all rural year of pressure point, it's been good. It has. It has, and it's, yeah, it's been a success. I've been really happy with the way mm. everything's gone so far. It's been an interesting year. I think it's probably. Of all years, it's been a good year to start something like this. Definitely. It's given us a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's given us know, a lot of time to focus on it as well. It seems like a lifetime ago now, but we had the, uh, what do you call it, the footy, the footy festival, festival yeah. of footy. You know, we had 20, ga- 20 days in a row full of football yeah. and uh, ah, there's so much that happened. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It gave us a lot to talk about. COVID breaches, you yeah. know, kebabs, strippers. Yeah. It was heaps. No, it's been good. It's been, it's been a, a lot. Everything's, hap- <laughs> everything's happened this year. It's been great. Um, but I'm sure we'll, uh, yeah, as, as I said before, over the next few weeks, we'll still be doing um, trade episodes, draft episodes, and we'll even review. We can even review the season, review some teams, get some more fans on, um, and then we'll have, um, obviously, a, a special guest as well. So it'd be fun. Exactly right. Be let, fun let, let us know if there's anything you'd like to see us do as well. Yeah, um, definitely. The fans' perspective and, you know, input is always welcomed. So yeah. if there's anything you guys think we should do or would like to see, let us know. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify. All your support's greatly appreciated. We keep seeing them all every day and it um, means the absolute world. So keep them coming through. 
Um, but have a great week. Have a great weekend. In don't need to stay at home anymore. You can leave <laughs> home. So enjoy what you can enjoy within the rules. And continue to wear your masks. Continue to wear your masks. It's the only thing we ask. Um, but yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy being out of lockdown and um, yeah, go see your family and friends. 